Hello and welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support Mindfulness Podcast and Why Your Health Matters. I'm Mark Aiken, the podcast host for today. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support. I'm a registered nurse, so I understand the world that you live and work in. Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives and students. The service is anonymous, confidential and free, and you can call us anytime about any issue you need support in relation to. 1-800-667-877 or contact us at nmsupport.org.au. My guest today is Lucinda Van Bruun, the Mindful Nurse Australia. Welcome and hello, Lucinda. Hi, Ma. Great to be here today in your lovely home, Lucinda. <laughs> Thanks for inviting us to make the podcast here. Oh, you're welcome. I'm so excited to share this great um, topic with you. I think mindfulness and self-care for nurses and midwives is just such an essential part of part of our profession. I completely agree. And um, you've got a fantastic story, Lucinda, about... Um, how you came to mindfulness and um, and how you created a business out of that experience. So would you tell our listeners please about you and the Mindfulness Australia and explain what mindfulness means to you? Okay. Well, I'm a registered nurse that worked in the theatre and I um, experienced a lot of family situation about seven and a half years ago. So I had grief uh, loss of loved ones and also loss of a marriage and children separating so quite a chaotic hectic time and I wasn't really coping and I certainly couldn't cope with my nursing at that time so through my experiences I learnt life coaching and then mindfulness and meditation and also a bit of Reiki and I learnt that everything was already inside of myself and the power. And, and then I went back to nursing and then I'm passionate to share this with nurses and midwives and everyone in that profession. Thanks for sharing that, Lucinda. That's a, um, a very challenging journey that you've been on. And I imagine um, many of our listeners um, would have been on a journey where they had challenges in their life. What were things about that journey that um, that helped you um, move forward rather than actually stay in a place that wasn't good for you? Well, I learnt... I guess I, I learnt that there was so much stuff inside uh, when we change the way we think that we can change our own circumstances. So no matter how big the storm is, you can find a way to get calm within yourself and... I'm very passionate about that. That brings in mindfulness and then I really want to share how it's helped me through my journey and hopefully it can help others. And what does mindfulness mean to you? Mindfulness to me means awareness and observation, being able to really see clearly what really is going on and to be able to decipher whether the mind's busy with different thoughts that might not necessarily be true so I know in NLP they call that emotional hijacking so just being able to really have clarity and to see things clearly so and staying in that moment and and so you're not going backwards you're not not in the past and you're certainly not projecting in the future and you get to live every moment right where you are which is so powerful and so so special 
Indeed. And you said NLP, for our um, listeners who don't know that acronym, what does that mean? Oh, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Good. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, You've spoken to me about the power of the moment and reconnecting to those moments of mindfulness to to reset um, and enable you to pause and refocus and recharge and move forward. What do you actually mean by the power of the moment? Okay. Well, the power of the moment is being in the right here and now. So whatever's right in front of us. And I think from my perspective with mindfulness, I've done a lot of work around the stress response. And this is where we're so passionate with nurses and midwives because our, our lives are constantly with our stress, but also with stress of the patient. We're just con- continuously surrounded by stress. But just the physiological understanding of the stress response is that when we are in a stress response, that our actual brain pathways, we can't access the best version of ourselves. And when I understood that, and you can actually start on a physiological level, start realizing that how are we gonna calm this stress down so we actually can perform the best part of ourselves. So that's where I learned. And then I learned mindful techniques to to intercept that stress and then to be powerful in that moment. So that's when you really have the clarity of being able to just be in that moment with whoever you're with, whoever you're working with, wherever you are. And the choices that we can make, like they're the choices where we can change, make change in the moment. That's the only time you can make change is in the moment. And if we learn to make those changes in the moment, time and time again then it takes us on a different path for our future that's how we can create a different path for us in our lives so and i love that concept um that you might um be running around um in the work we do with nurses and midwives getting everything that we need to to get done done but you actually need to create a sense of um of now and and you might be waiting for some test results for instance and you're on the phone and you're starting to feel anxious because you're remembering the other five things on your list that need to be done almost straight away and then that is evoking a stress response and you're thinking why isn't that person hurrying up and giving me those test results and yet you can evoke that mindfulness and moment of mindfulness um, strategy to be able to kind of bring you back to the presence and breathe through that to create situation awareness around thinking no i'm waiting for these results and i need to be in this place waiting for them and those other five things are going to happen once i get those results so what advice do you have to nurses and midwives where they they are in that situation and they're wondering how to actually put in place this moment of mindfulness like how would you do it okay well for me I've, if you go to the website i've got lots of free resources so check it out all the time because i'm just so passionate about sharing it but one of my big things is reset breathing i call it reset breathing some people call it yoga breathing some people call it abdominal breathing but i like the term reset because for me it is like hitting a reset button and yeah. all we, we it's it's all within us we have it it's quick because nurses love quick we don't have time for much else. <laughs> yeah we're quick <laughs> but um so the 
the perfect thing about it is if you're in that stress response and your sympathetic nervous system is activated with this breath we're actually going to hit, stimulate our vagus nerve which will bring in our parasympathetic nervous system and calm everything down so you have the physiological mechanism of knowing that you can actually bring this back online so and and it's so easy to do so it's would you like to run through this yeah let's run through a um, mindfulness exercise and listen to, to give our listeners a sense of how this can be created yeah okay so we're going to talk about the reset breath and it's abdominal breathing so Deepak Chopra um, who's like a bit of a guru with self-help stuff he's a doctor but he talks about putting placing your left hand so we're going to put our left hand just a couple of inches below our belly button so I've just done that. Yeah. So if you want to do that with us listeners, here's your opportunity. <laughs> Thank you. And then we're going to put our right hand on the outside of our right chest. Okay. So when we're going to take a big deep breath in, our left hand we should feel our abdomen push out. And then we're going to keep breathing in until we feel the expansion of our rib cage with our right hand. So we're going to do that for about four counts and when we so that's when we inhale we're going to feel our abdomen blowing up and then we're going to feel the expansion of our right hand so that's pushing our belly out with the inhale breath yes rather than what many of us normally do sucking it in with the inhale so that's an opposite to what many of us are used to and sorry, all those flat stomachs have got to go out the window That's for the right. reset breath. <laughs> we'll lose that vanity around it. <laughs> Here comes Buddha. <laughs> That's why Buddha's got the belly. <laughs> yeah. So then when we're going to exhale, the first part we will be feeling our rib cage decrease. So we'll feel our right hand decrease and then we're going to feel our abdomen decrease. So it's like, so if you can visualize the inhale is filling up your cup you're going to start from the bottom obviously the water is in the bottom of the cup then you're moving up towards so that's your ribs and then when you're drinking out of the cup which is going to be your exhale you're going to feel the top of the water goes which is your ribs and then you're going to empty out the bottom of the cup okay so we'll do that for five okay breaths okay Now I just want to say be really kind and gentle to yourself and everything takes time to work. So if you didn't quite feel the expansion of your rib cage, just keep persevering. It's a really it's a really important tool. Now we're going to take that one step further. So we've just made two parts of that to the breath. Now we're going to take it to a third. So we're going to move our left hand now to the center of our chest. And we're still going to keep our right hand on our rib cage. So that's hand off the belly and then hand to the that hand to the center of our chest. Yeah. Yeah. 
So now this we're going to create a three-part breath to this abdominal breathing. So now we're going to same thing as the first two parts. So we're going to inhale, expand your belly, then we're going to expand your rib cage, and then the third part where your top hand is on the top of your chest, then you're going to lift up and you're going to feel a slight lift in the top of your chest. So that is your complete abdominal breathing. So we'll try that for a count of three. Great. Okay. One. Okay, well, well done for everyone trying that at home. Now, if I could say anything, I would really try to encourage everyone to really try and practice that breath and get it going really well because when you stimulate that vagus nerve, you have the ability to, to calm your body down instantly and it takes one breath and you're breathing anyway and the better you get at it, the quicker it works and it's, it's really, um, it's so imperative in those times of stress. And the beautiful thing, as nurses and midwives, we all we all have got pulse oximeters anywhere. Yes. Like, play with it. Put it on your finger and watch your pulse rate go down the more you breathe. So you can see it working. You, you, you can really try this stuff out. Yeah, and if you don't have a pulse oximeter, um, you'll know it's working because you'll actually feel restored. You'll feel calmer and yes. you'll actually feel more relaxed. Yes. So that's great, Lucinda. Thank you. And you talked about your website where people could find some of these resources. So that's www.themindfulnessaustralia.com.au. So why did you start the Mindfulness Australia, Lucinda? Because when I had all those hardships going on in my family life, I really. Um, quite a perfectionist in my nursing and I really struggled to be able to feel like I was achieving what I wanted to in nursing because it was, I was had so much stress and I actually thought I was going to leave the profession so when I learnt and I actually nearly did leave and left it for it was nearly time that I had to either make the decision to give up or come back and I love nursing. <laughs> yeah, as, as most of us do. Yes. Yeah, which is part of the reason we do it. And then I realised when I learnt these skills for my life that they could be used everywhere because I, I did used to take what happened in nursing personally and I would be affected and I would take a lot on and I realised when I learnt that in my family life that I could really help do stuff in, in our profession. Like this was a key to life. Yeah. So you did some training. So you um, did what nurses and midwives do. You engaged in your lifelong learning. Yeah. And you did a coaching qualification. Yeah. And then you did a master's in coaching. And now you coach other nurses and midwives who are looking for the skills and the support to be able to improve their well-being yes yeah that's it's, wonderful yeah and the coaching um focuses on heart values and like a process called the heart process so it's about really honoring yourself and learning learning a lot about who you are what makes you tick who where you want to go and how to bring all that into fruition yeah, it's um 
Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, that's great, Lucinda. And I know that you talk about this journey for you and your daily practice of your self-care routine has really enabled you to feel that you're able to provide better care to your patients. So can you talk a bit about that, like how that, that caring for self has enabled better care for patients? Oh, absolutely. Yes, well, I think when you truly learn to honour yourself, you also in turn honour everybody. So you really, um, so when I see the people I look after, I am completely in presence for them and for what they need. I've learned to step out of myself, but I, for my self-care practices with work, I don't always meditate when I'm not working, but when I am working, I do 40 minutes meditation before I go to work and I always do 40 minutes meditation at night because what I'm doing is I'm clearing my day. I'm, I'm setting up myself for my day, clearing the path for the work and for all the people that I work with. And then at the end of the day, I'm releasing anything. And, and that's, that has been such a um, mechanism of resilience and self-care it, it's profound at how it changes your life yeah and those tools help you navigate every element of your life and and help you remain healthy and well absolutely even it like i work in the operating theater so sometimes it's not my stress it's other people's stress yes. yeah and it's it's very powerful to be able to help calm everyone yeah, now stress is um, part of life for many nurses and midwives and students, um, particularly um, when they're studying and they're juggling perhaps work outside of their, their study and also graduates who are transitioning from student to, to, um, to graduate life. So what do you say to people when they're saying, I'm really stressed by my work and I'm seeking some strategies and support to be able to manage that stress what kind of three or four tips would you give them well firstly i would try and come internally and make sure that we're not on a cycle of stress and so again learning the reset breathing learning to just calm and to actually see whether it is stress or whether we're on this cycle because as nurses i think we kind of i know i was definitely in a state of chronic stress for for many years of my life i didn't know it yeah but i was and um attached to drama lots of different things so learning how to and we have a two parts of our brain we have the implicit part of our brain which is learning which starts very young from birth and it's that part of our memory that's completely unconscious so um, and it's retrieved unconsciously. So it's like the riding of the bike. You don't get on a bike and think, now, how do I ride this? You just get on the bike. It's like driving the car. You don't, every time you get in the car, you don't think, now, how am I going to... It becomes automatic. You just, so yeah. lots of things become automatic. So sometimes our stress response is also automatic. So the oh, power indeed. of mindfulness is actually to be able to intercept that in the moment without judgment and having the clarity to understand, is this real stress? Or do we need to break the cycle? Yeah. And that's where mindfulness and meditation actually alters your pathways in your brain. So that's where I'd start getting quiet and getting still and working out where exactly we are first. Yeah. So some of your tips would be mindfulness and meditation. Take it on as daily practice and incorporate it into your routine. Yeah. Learn reset breathing so that you can 
put that in place when you're experiencing a stressor in life or yep. in work or in both that brings you back to self and the moment and your body um and imagine diet is um a really important part of that so yep. eating healthy nutritious whole food yeah and making sure as a nurse or a midwife that might be doing shift work that you have that organized so you can take those healthy meals to yep. work with you yeah so you're not like you know going off to the cafeteria and possibly eating something that you don't want to eat yeah you might want to save the treat for your days off yeah yeah uh, making sure that you get adequate hydration yeah which is really important i think for nurses and midwives who are busy um to make sure that they're they're hydrating and um and exercise the importance of ensuring that exercise is part of your your daily routine is there anything else that you'd add in there lucinda well, i think like you, all those parts of the, so we're heading into self-care and really yep. honoring yourself seeing yourself as a priority in your own life and and doing things that you love so i guess that's the part of coaching too is that you work out that you're trying to work out who you are and and you're making you're trying to work your way to ticking those boxes of who you are and honoring and because sometimes that can be a very big significant cause of our stress if we really want to be being if we're not honoring ourselves and we can create our own stresses so we really want to look after ourselves but we're somehow not doing that so i like i really like honoring self i think that is a, a really powerful um concept to connect with yeah that uh, that you are the most important person and at nurse and midwife support we talk a lot about filling your own mug first because we have nurse and midwife support <laughs> mugs uh, and um, and uh, because as nurses and midwives when we get to have a drink we need to make sure it's a decent yeah. you know <laughs> decent one whatever our you know our beverage at work is and we recommend people you know drinking water in yeah. its most pure form yeah. and to um, rehydrate the body and the mind um, so self-care is uh, it's a concept that we talk a lot about what does it actually mean to you okay well self-care there's a beautiful acronym that I love personally so we've got self so then we've got self-compassion self-acceptance self-respect and self-esteem so self-esteem is really coming back into line with honoring yourself when you're happy with who you are you'll have a healthy self-esteem but self-care can sometimes um be a lot more than than people actually recognize what actually constitutes self-care on my website i haven't got it on there at the moment but i'll pop it up there as a free resource so it's called a mindful self-care journal now, there's all different types of parts where we can be a part of our self-care journey so example employment and professional self-care well that's part of you you making sure that your your job is up to where you're meant to be and and you can take that responsibility and you can feel really safe that's part of self-care is being able to know that you where you're meant to be yeah and that's really well now they've brought that into the code of conduct so self-care is important and it's being um and we have to abide by that now which i i think that's a wonderful way of them bringing in to help because we we really do as nurses and midwives we need to care for ourselves we're worthy i agree and i think that um, code of conduct for nurses and the code of conduct for midwives is a really powerful way for people to connect with the fact that 
the organisation that's regulating us professionally is actually requiring us to connect with our self-care and our health and well-being. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's wonderful. So with the self-care journal, like I talk about employment and professional self-care, so like I just spoke to you about, about um, so for example, like I'm quite a perfectionist archetype so I get I can feel myself stressed if I am unsure of a piece of equipment or we get something new I'm not quite sure how to work it so I'll come home and um, get on YouTube and ah. and do my own research because everything's on YouTube <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll find my own way of knowing how to do it and that moves my stress straight out the window yeah so I use my stress now to my advantage I don't like a, it's my little trigger in my head how am I going because that's who I am I like to know how to do things well so so that's and then we've got our physical self-care we've got our psychological self-care so that's where we're going to gain clarity and build resilience so again finding things that honor ourselves and finding relaxation time enjoying good company with friends stuff We've got emotional self-care. So this is where we allowing ourselves to express our emotions and also trying to, like Mark, you talk about debulking, debulking where they're coming from and what's going on and how we can um, make them work for us. And are they, are they constructive to our growth or are they sometimes blocking our growth? Yes. And how can we work through them? And this is all, again, all these things that we, when we start to look inside, you come back to that self-care. And the first part is self-compassion. Don't judge yourself. Yes. We're, we're always growing. I think the only purpose in life is to grow. And that could be at the snail pace. And that's perfectly fine. It's not a competition. You're never in competition with anyone, only with yourself. You just try to be a better person than what you were yesterday. So then we've got spiritual and soul self-care. So again, honoring who you are and what you believe and what makes you tick. And then we've also got relationship self-care, which sometimes I think gets maybe a little bit lost, but is actually very important because it affects our workplace. It affects everything. So as you gain clarity and calmness and you calm down in mindfulness, you'll start also seeing and, and looking at how you do respond to different people and how you engage in your workplace or in your lives and it's really powerful which is really part of mindfulness isn't it being mindful about how we interact in the world and how we present in the world absolutely yeah so that's a great resource i love the mindful self-care journal lucinda can you give our listeners your website details again so they can access that if they want to yeah it's www.themindfulnessaustralia.com.au Thank you very much. Well, I can't believe we're coming to the end of the podcast. Time flies when you're talking to a great guest like yourself. <laughs> oh, thank you. So today we've talked about nurse and midwife support. We've also talked about the Mindful Nurses Australia, which is Lucinda, and it's her, um, her innovative business. We've talked about mindfulness and the importance of mindfulness and finding a way to integrate it into the work that we do to create moments of reflection of pause and to be able to reset we've talked about the power of the moment and the importance of self-care and provided some tips on self-care and lucinda shared the wonderful self-care journal which as we said is available on the website her website 
You can actually find some more self-care information on the Nurse and Midwife Support website, www.nmsupport.org.au, or you can call our 1800 number, 1800 667 877, and speak to any of our nurses and midwives about your self-care journey, or your plan, or your your you're you're wanting to you set up um, self-care for yourself so we're uh, available anytime to speak to you about that Lucinda just one last question that I ask my guests if the young nurse Lucinda um, could uh, if you now could speak to the young nurse Lucinda um, and provide some words of wisdom what would they be they would be to not be scared to ask for help and to be kind and compassionate as you would want to be treated. And really, um, I love nurse and midwife support. I think, I hope we all get really comfortable with ringing that number because, and, and really helping each other. I think it's time that nurses, we really need to support each other and find the nicest, friendliest, lovable nurse that you're working with on the ward and jump up with them, team up with them, team up with, choose someone that's going to give you a really good support. And help you fill up that mark? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. great advice, Lucinda. Thank you very much. You've been a great guest. I know our listeners will benefit from your wisdom. So thank you for your time today. If you found this podcast useful, please share it with other midwives, nurses and students. Look after yourself and each other. And I'll speak to you next time. Thank you. <laughs>